Hey, how you doing? Brian Kane, host of the Baseball Mental Performance Mastery Podcast with Kane and Casey. And super excited that you're going to join Sean, the mayor, Casey, and I to talk about mental performance in baseball on this podcast. Now, the first seven episodes, you're going to hear me refer to this podcast as Coffee with Kane and Casey. And that was kind of the name that we gave it when we first got started. And then as we were going through it, we kind of came to the realization that yeah, we're having coffee as we do it, but we're always talking about baseball mental performance mastery. So let's just call it what it is. Baseball mental performance mastery with Kane and Casey. We talk about the mental game and what you can do both on and off the field to level up and play your best when it means the most. We talk about routines, process, mindset, competing one pitch at a time, and you get to hear from one of baseball's best hitters. Sean is a lifetime 300 hitter and current analyst for the MLB Network, so we bring on different guests that are playing in Major League Baseball, guests that Sean played with, they're some of the greats of Major League Baseball, and we talk about all things baseball mental performance mastery. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to be on the show with us, you can email me, brian at briancane.com, or if you head over to the No Filter Network, just Google No Filter Network, and when you go there, click on Hosts, click on Brian Kane, and we can get you a ticket to come on the show, and you can be a part of Baseball Mental Performance Mastery with Kane and Casey. Let's get to it and dominate the day. Good morning. Brian Kane here with the Coffee with Kane and Casey, and unfortunately, the mayor, Sean Casey, not able to make it today, but you know what? We're going to rock and roll. We're going to move anyway. This is episode six. We're talking about exiting your comfort zone. And today we're going to have a special guest, Eric Burns. Eric Burns is going to be joining us here today on Coffee with Kane and Casey. And when he does, what we're going to talk about is we're going to be breaking down Exiting your comfort zone. So let me give Eric a little bio before he comes in here. You see, Eric Burns is a former Major League Baseball player who's got over a decade of service in the big leagues. And since his retirement from baseball, where the longest he probably ever ran was uh, 180 feet going home to second, uh, he's he's been an analyst with the MLB Network, but he's continually challenged himself to exit his comfort zone. You see, Burns... As somebody who you look at as a power athlete, right? If you're training for baseball, it's explosive, it's plyometric, there's zero benefit, zero benefit to doing cardiovascular work for baseball. It's not a cardio sport, it's an explosive sport. But Burns, as he left baseball, wanted to continue to exit his comfort zone and challenge himself. He's completed multiple 100 mile runs, including maybe the most difficult one on the planet, the Western States 100. He completed a triathlon across America where he jumped into the, the, I guess it's the ocean, right? He jumped into the bay in San Francisco, right outside of McCovey Cove in San Francisco where the Giants play, swam to Oakland, got on his bike, rode to Chicago, and then ran from Chicago to New York City. And if that wasn't enough, he said, you know what? I want to continue to exit my comfort zone. And he went for the world record in speed golf completing 245 holes in 12 hours. In this podcast episode here with Coffee with Kane and Casey's special guest, Eric the Bulldog Burns, we're going to dive into the importance of challenging yourself, exiting your comfort zone, and some of the key aspects of Burns' daily routine to keep him sharp, keep him in shape, and keep him on the forefront of what I call the relentless energy movement. So, 
Liz Bernsey's getting ready to join us. We got John Davis here with us today. We got members in our audience. As with any episode on No Filter, if you want to join, uh, you can use the chat function. So if you're here in our chat, just go ahead and let us know where you're calling in from. And if you want to actually come in and be a part of the call, which I think is one of the really cool aspects of No Filter, if you hit the knock button, you can come in and be a part of today's show. So Burns is wrapping up one show. He's going to be coming in here and joining us. So if you'd like to join us in here as one of our attendees, John, we'd love to have you. Just go ahead and knock and we'll pull you in. Um, and I know sometimes people are listening as they're driving, so they don't want to knock or they're, they're in a meeting somewhere maybe or they got something going on so they can't join us live. They just want to listen in live, which is totally cool. So as we're waiting for Bernsey to come in, let's talk about what I call exiting your comfort zone. Okay. When you want to exit your comfort zone, I think the purpose of that is to learn to do one valuable skill, to get comfortable being uncomfortable. If you can get comfortable being uncomfortable, you can literally be, have, and do anything. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is they spend too much time searching for comfort instead of too much, instead of spending more time searching for the uncomfortable. Because when you get uncomfortable, what that does is it teaches you a lot about yourself. And every time you learn something about yourself, we call that growth. One or two things. You're either growing or you're dying. And the one thing that we want to make sure we continue to do is grow and evolve into becoming the absolute best version of ourselves. That's the goal. That's what we're after. So here, my goal with Coffee with Kane and Casey or Burns when he comes in or anytime we do one of these episodes, whether it's this or it's the Breakfast Balls or the Daily Dominator podcast that I'm going to bring him back out is giving you strategies to help you to do that. Or it's one thing to say, hey, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Exit your comfort zone. Have relentless energy. It's another thing to give you some actual tools and strategies that you can use. So let's talk about what I call the four fundamentals of optimal living. Okay, if you want to maximize your energy, and a lot of a lot of people are going to talk about you know time management as an important skill, and I believe it is. It's actually one of the ten pillars of mental performance mastery that I teach in my coaches certification. It's one of the the principles that I teach in my athletes program. And if you're interested in those, check them out at BrianKane.com. But one of the key principles, you know, I think it's bigger than time management is energy management. And if you want to manage your energy, I call it, you have to master the four fundamentals of optimal living. And we're going to refer to those as EMMS. Okay. EMMS is how I eat, how I move, my mindset, and how I sleep. Let me refer to those again. EMMS, how I eat, how I move, my mindset, and how I sleep. Now, I think when you listen to a guy like Eric Burns talk about doing a triathlon across America, or you hear about some of the crazy things that he's doing, um, sometimes we go, well, that's Burns. I can't do that. He was a major league baseball player. That guy's a freak athlete. And some of that is true. But where are you at? And, and where can you challenge yourself? Let's talk about getting 1% better. Where can you get 1% better with how you eat? Where can you get 1% better with how you move, with your mindset and how you sleep? And if we want to create a 1% game plan, this might be the number one strategy that you take, not just on this call, not just in quarter, this quarter of 2021, but this entire year, is if you want to create a game plan, ask yourself these three questions. What do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? What must I continue doing? And when you can come up with a start, stop, and continue around the energy management of how do I eat? How do I move? my mindset, and how I sleep, what that's going to do for you is that's going to give you some strategies. So coming off of this call, 
I want you to take those four areas, eat, move, mindset, sleep, and I want you to come up with what do I need to start? What do I need to stop? What do I need to continue moving forward? And then that's going to help you to maximize the energy gain. Eric Burns is with us here. Eric, we gave you a great intro coming in. And what we're talking about here on this call is we're talking about exiting your comfort zone. So when you hear the concept of exit your comfort zone, what's that mean to you, Burnsy? Uh, first of all, good morning, BC. What's up, man? Oh, dominating the day, man. Getting a uh, Got some exciting things going today. Actually, as we're talking about eat, move, mindset, and sleep, I'm going to get some blood work done today and working with a uh, uh, pretty high-level sports nutrition guy to help me kind of customize a plan for myself based off of my blood work and what he finds with all of that. So I'll be reporting back once I go through the process and see how if, it, if it's, you know, see, see how beneficial it is. I'll let you know, but always trying to improve the energy game. You know, I think before you came on, we were talking about how everyone in the, in the self-development in the speaker space talks about the importance of time management. And I talk about that, but I think energy management is bigger than time management. So today on this call, I want to focus with you because I don't think I've ever met somebody who has better energy. And I don't think I've ever met somebody who is better at, at continually pushing themselves and exiting their comfort zone. So the two things I want to really focus on with you, Bernsey, are energy. How do you create it? How do you manage it? You seem like you have endless amounts of energy and then exiting your comfort zone. Why do you do that? How do you do that? Why is that important? So where do you want to start, brother? Well, I, you know what, dude? The last time I watched you and uh, Casey together, <clears throat> I didn't come on with you guys. And uh, Zach Sorensen was on uh, as well. And it was, it was a fucking fantastic show, man. Awesome. Um, and you brought up a couple things. Uh, talking about, you know, what you do uh, in your routine. And you talked about eliminating caffeine. I think you would just come off a of talking with tequila diet. And then yeah, yeah, correct. You, you were, you were outseeing the, the alcohol. Um, you know, the one thing that I would tell you and I, anyone else, you know, listening in on this is that no matter what we do in life, we have to be consistent with it. And when there's something in your life where, you know, you think that it possibly could be inhibiting you from advancing, moving forward, optimizing your, your, your energy through the course of the day, I, I think it's vital that we continue to go back, checks and balances, right? Um, but the most important thing is, Canter, is that we establish a routine day in and day out. And if you guys have ever been to New York City, uh, you ever been into an environment where you get around all your boys and, and you feel that juice, man, then you, you're able to understand, you know, how, how energy works. And so from the time that I peel my head off the pillow, which could be typically anywhere between 4 and 5 a.m. to the time I put my head back on that pillow, I constantly think about what's next, what's now, and then what's next. And, 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 and the entire day uh, is set up to create this flow. Now, you know, one thing is a couple things, Kane. Like, number one, you can't force this shit, dude. And I, I see that in the sense that, like, look, if you got to stumble forward, stumble forward. That's fine. And, and there's going to be days where, you know, we, we might not feel like, like getting up. We might not feel like doing the 6 a.m. first we sweat exercise class on No Filter Network. But what's beautiful 
And this is what I've learned because our guy Kowalski has been uh, hosting these shows with me in the morning and we've been hammering them out. And unfortunately, he uh, he's hurt his back recently and he hasn't been on there. And at first it was like, damn, dude, do I really want to do this? Kowalski's out. I'm already getting up, a, you know, to, to get up and, and do a treadmill session by myself even is different than doing it with uh, these people. But we have a core of like five to 10 typically people. Sometimes we'll crank it up and we might get up with like 15. But we have this core group of people that come on now. And I told them today, I'm like, I'm feeding off of you guys. You guys showing up, your consistent presence, that matters to me. And so when I think about what we have to do to step outside of our comfort zone, Kane, it's sometimes it involves doing shit that we don't necessarily think we want to do. But then when we take massive action and we just do it, bro, it's not, it's like, wow, was, was this, was this what I was dreading doing? Um, but sometimes, you know, we have to act our way into it. Uh, and that starts with being consistent in character uh, and let your actions reflect your commitment. That was something my dad used to always tell me. Let your actions reflect your commitment. And uh, I've just tried to live my life that way. I love that. I think two of the things that you're talking here is we try to, you know, take some of the gems that you just laid for us and, and put them into, into, into our mindset, right? And I think what we're trying to do here on this call is take some, some truths, take some mindsets and be able to distill them down so you can take them and you can use them you know, as, as a member of the no filter community, as a member of the, of this podcast. So one of the things I heard you say, Eric, is it's the start that stops most people. And sometimes the hardest thing to do about getting on that treadmill is just putting your shoes on. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is get out the door. And the other big mistake I see people make is they, they let their feelings drive their actions instead of knowing, knowing that their actions will change their feelings. So I think one of the things we want to do is we want to learn to act our way into a certain feeling instead of waiting until we feel our way into action. Because, you know, you don't, you don't feel like running all the time. As somebody who's, you know, you inspired me to do a 100-mile run, and I remember, you know, logging anywhere from 30 to, to 80 miles in a week, 100 miles in a week. And all those runs, I would say more than half of them, I was dreading doing. And then, but once I got going and I got out the door and the air hit my face and, you know, you're running and you're outside and you're in nature and you're like, okay, man, now, now I got it. But I knew that going in. So I had to be able to get myself out the door, but in order to, to make it easier to get yourself out the door, it goes back to what you talked about with establishing a routine. Would you talk about kind of the, the routine that you have in the morning from the time you get up? Because I think what routines do for us is they put them, they put a lot of our behaviors that we want to do on autopilot. So we don't have to think. We can just do them almost like you're not thinking when you brush your teeth. A lot of us aren't thinking when we're like driving a car, right? We now, when you first get your driver's license, you can only drive the car. You got two hands on the wheel. There's no music. There's, you would never think about being on the phone. And then over the course of time, you can be on the phone, having a conversation with someone with you, listening to music and driving in the middle of the most chaotic traffic. And it's no problem because it becomes very routine. You become very, very adapted doing that. So in terms of getting started in the morning, Eric, what are some of those key aspects of your daily routine? Um, you know what, Ken? Like, I, I'll start basically with, uh, you know, I get up. And, and first thing I do is brush my teeth. 
And it's funny because there's two ways to look at it. There's a way that you just described it, right? It's, it's you get up, you brush your teeth, you're on autopilot. I actually uh, perceive it a little differently because uh, when I get up, I, I've always done this thing ever since uh, I went away to college. There's another Jim Burns trick. He's like, yo, man, make sure every day you get up and, and you roll out of that rack. You say, lift your hands up in the sky. You say, today is going to be a great day. And as corny as it sounds, like that's kind of, uh, not kind of, I mean, that's stuck with me for, you know, 20 something years now. Uh, and, and it's just a way to, to start off with that mindset. And, you know, we talk about acting or feeling. I mean, is that really the first thing that I feel like doing every single day uh, when, I'm, when I, I get up in the morning? Not necessarily, but I do it. Uh, but then I get into brushing my teeth. And, you know, instead of going on autopilot, man, I actually like sit there and like feel the Brussels against my gums. And, and it would be the same way uh, of, of feeling the air pass through your nostrils. And so it brings you in to the moment of the now. Um, then at that point, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go kiss my family. Good morning. Uh, all of them, obviously, there's hours away from getting up. Uh, and then uh, the dogs come out. I take the two puppies, immediately toss them outside as quickly as I can in hopes that they haven't already gone to the bathroom in the house. Uh, <laughs> then I, I, I'll, I'll fire up the fireplace. Um, I'll hit the uh, coffee is made the night before. It's a nice little trick uh, that I've been doing for, for years. So when I get up, I press one button, uh, and then by the time uh, I, I, you know, basically let the puppies back inside, I have my cup of Joe uh, waiting for me. Reflexology board sitting there. Uh, I have my daily hustle board, which is uh, has today's fact, which I've been putting no filter network schedule up. I post this every single day on Instagram. That's the one consistent post that I always have. I'm not trying to create new content. As a matter of fact, I'm trying to give you the same. Because that's the one that says, look, we all, we all need to establish a routine in our life. And, and, and this, this is the one that I would say if I wanted to try to inspire anybody or if these actions could inspire anybody, it, it, it's this routine. Then I go over to a quote, which I'll look up on my phone that morning. I'll, I'll figure out what's relevant for the day and, and what's the message that, uh, you know, that, that I'm trying to, uh, that I'm trying to share. Uh, and, then, and then I'll pick a quote that's relevant to that. So it's not necessarily just a, a random quote. Um, and then, you know, shoot a little IG video. And then from there, dude, it's, it's, it's right down to this, whether I'm doing the first we sweat class with the, you know, no filter network and doing that exercise class for an hour or just coming down here on my own or, uh, getting outside. It's the, the concept and idea of, you know, Sweat before screens, right? The same thing that you know yeah. I did here on one of the first things, bro. Like that—that's it, man. I, I, in order to spark up uh, my body, it's so it's just a way to say good morning. Here we are, seven eighteen. Once again, like, and I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to signal them out, but most likely, I, you know, everyone, in my family members are 
still sleeping. And and this is the second No Filter Network show of the day. Had an awesome session this morning uh, with the crew on uh, the first We Sweat class. And and from there, it's like, you know, you you actually, you help with this a little bit. I used to free will a lot more. Um, I used to, I used to kind of uh, just go about my days. And, and I think, you know, as we've, we've launched this, uh, you know, and there's a lot of, a lot involved in whether they're team meetings with the No Filter Network crew or, you know, meetings with, uh, you know, potential hosts of uh, on No Filter Network or, uh, you know, financial things uh, that we're going through with investors or whatever else. I now have got, I have a really good structure of checking my calendar, you know, the night before, understanding what my day is going to look like, understanding where, you know, where's the time uh, that I'm going to be able to spend with my kids. If it's Colton and I are going to go play baseball or I'm going to get on the mountain with Callie today. Like there's certain things that you schedule in there and then you have, you know, other appointments, be it, you know, a radio interview or, or, or something else. But it's really good, and this is a you want to talk about sleeping better, bro. To, you know, take your phone out, whether it's looking at your calendar or or even jotting down. Okay, there's certain things that are cluttering my mind that I want to get out that I know I'll deal with tomorrow. But a lot of times, in order to sleep well, I started doing this a couple months ago. Uh, I, I just because I had so much shit going on in my mind, man, that I would just clear it all out. Then I would put it down on my notes or on the calendar, and then it's just freeing. And then so when you get up, look, man, time's, time is not infinite, you're right? Like time will run out on all of us. The most precious resource that we possess is time. And so there's very little of it that, that we should be wasting, Kane. And, you know, I, one more thing, and, and then I'll throw it back to you here. But, you know, the, the one real big thing that I think that that all of us uh, can can be a lot better at, uh, even you know, especially someone like you, who is so structured with your routine, is that we have to have the ability to adapt and adjust. We have mm-hmm. to have the ability to to say, okay, you know, because there, there's yeah, right the the quote of Kowalski loves bringing it up is that you know we all we all make plans and then God laughs. And, and and it's it's the truth, man. Like it's not we can plan all we want, but you know, unless unless we're we we stay um you know, stay lucid unless we stay, you know, we have this ability to, to adapt and adjust in certain scenarios and situations, uh, you know, we don't want to be slaves to that schedule either. Yeah, and I think that the you know, one one of the keys is being able to you know have a routine, but then be really good at being able to adapt and adjust. You know, and I think when you like like you said, when you have that daily routine, I think you start you start to generate momentum first thing when you wake up. When you have a schedule, you know, and that and that routine gets you into your day. When you then have a schedule, um, you know, I think if you if you show me your schedule, you're showing me your priorities. And, and I've had a coach who, when I started working with him, his first session, he said, okay, let me look at your calendar. And he literally went back through like the, the three months before, and then he went three months ahead. And there wasn't as much three months ahead as I had done before. And he's like, you're telling me that you want to you know, write this book. There wasn't one block on your calendar in the last six months that said book writing. 
And I said, Roger that. You're right. He goes, you schedule your priorities. He goes, if you, you say that time with your family is important, you don't have a date night on your schedule. You don't have any time where you're doing anything with your wife on your schedule. Everything is, you know, it's everything else, but what it, your priorities are. So I think that's one of the key things for the listeners here with us today is with your schedule, schedule your priorities. And then, you know, Eric, you talked about kind of having that brain dump list. And I picked this up from from a program I went through with Tony Robbins, where he said, the first thing, when you get ideas during your day, have a, have a tool called the capture list. And the capture list is the capture list of all the ideas that we get through a day, because we'll get 100 ideas during a day, and we can never execute on all of them, and we shouldn't be executing on all of them, right? Warren Buffett says, he says, I say ninety, I say no 99 times before I say one yes, because every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So be careful of what you say yes to. So when you, when you have that capture list and you get all those ideas down during the day, then you can look at that capture list and say, okay, which of these things can I delegate to someone else? Which of these things do I not really need to do? And then which of these things do I want to put onto my calendar? So we're brain dump on the capture list. And then, and then we have a time where we move that through the calendar and we schedule what it is that, that we want to get done. Because you're absolutely right, Burns. Time is our most precious resource. You know, we can get more money. We can, we can get more friends. We can't get more time. And I think that's one of the, the big things is if we want to have more time in terms of longevity or we want to get more out of the 24 hours in a day, that, that's where we come back to the energy game and, and getting ourselves energized, sweat before screens, getting a little bit better with your nutrition. I'm trying for this month, the month of April, right? Getting off of the tacos, the tequila diet. I was on in Mexico before the month of April uh, and getting into, you know, no alcohol, no caffeine, which has actually been much easier than I thought it was going to be. That was the part I was most intimidated and scared about. But then getting into 100 push-ups, 100 pull-ups a day, 100 miles a bike a week on the bike, and then 100 miles in the month on my feet. You know, those those weren't. Um, I mean, that's kind of what I was doing anyway. So the biggest thing for me was just kind of creating something and inviting other people to join me with that. But the caffeine has been, I thought, was going to be really, really difficult. And I've actually felt myself more in control, more calm, and I don't have kind of like that focus scatter that I was having a lot. So we've got a knock in our room. It looks like Zach Sorensen wants to join us. We'll try to bring him in here as well. If any of our guests that are with us on today's call, if you want to join us live in the call, just go ahead and hit that knock button and we will we'll bring you into the call. Um, so Bernsey, when you're talking about you know energy, what's, what would you say is the number one thing you do in terms of building energy? Is it your nutrition? Is it sleep? Like, What's the number one number one keystone for you in energy game uh first of all good morning zach welcome to uh no filter my man how's it going Burnsy? caner how we doing dominating the day man glad you could join us love it yeah it's uh it was you know it was a pleasure to watch you guys last week man i had a lot of thoughts and ideas as, as you guys were talking um you know one of the things was you know about this energy thing came that, that you just brought up and <laughs> This is, dude, I, I get the question all the time and, and it's like, bro, like, where do you get the energy? And I, you know, the bottom line is, it, it goes for every one of us, dude, we're constantly fucking creating the energy mm. and, and that, and it, it's by the life that we live. It's by the actions that we take. And the problem is, is that people, uh, a lot of times, you know, feel that there's this, 
magic potion. And, you know, Kane, as far as, you know, knocking off the, the caffeine or the alcohol uh, in, in trying to it, I'm, hey, man, it takes a ton of discipline to do that. Now, the only thing that I would caution you or anyone else against, against, you know, taking this extreme action is that are you going to be able to sustain it? Because, you know, if you all of a sudden get right back into, you know, a routine back with, with you know, massive amounts of caffeine or massive amounts of alcohol. And that's why I always like to go back when anyone talks about energy. Uh, how does it make you feel? And so when I started getting into extreme ultra endurance sports, the question was like, how did I feel after these training sessions? You know, what, what, what did my body feel like? My, what, you know, nutrition wise, you know, when I, when you eat a meal, you know, Kane, you said you're going through all this different, uh, you know, sort of, sort of test, food allergy tests. And I've done the same thing as well. But when, when it comes down to it, bro, it, it's, it's how do we feel? And so when you're telling me, Hey, right now you're feeling great off the caffeine. It's not a big deal. You know, you know, alcohol, maybe you're seeing clear. It's like alcohol with me. And this is, you know, Kowalski and I talk about this a lot. But there's a point, and obviously this takes an extensive amount of experience, but there's a point where if we're on the show last night, we're doing Studio 20 Tuesday from upstairs, got a, a, a big uh, bottle of Plata Tequila, uh, and I, I just, I know that threshold, dude. It literally, it's like the, 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 two, the two doubles with like a little bit of an ad. That's the point that I can get to where I know that I am 100% in control. I'll be able to be efficient and effective with the broadcast where I'm still able to make sense, where we're able to have some fun. And at the same time, I'll also be able to get up the next morning completely hydrated, feeling, you know, feel, feeling, feeling that charge and that energy, no problem. Because we've all felt two things. Dude, being drunk sucks and being hungover is even fucking worse. Eating a shitty meal, eating a, you know, whatever it is for you. And I'll give you an example for me the other night in the middle of the day, I went over to the ski lodge. I hardly ever drink beer, dude. Had two beers, a cheeseburger and onion rings. Bro, I could have gone to bed right after that. And it's like, you know, when you have that meal and it fucking tasted good, but you know that that's, there's a reason I don't do that, dude. There's a reason why I like to like caffeine through the course of the day can it's I drink coffee all day, but it's this is my first cup that, that I poured at probably 503 a.m. That is it, going to last me as I continue to reheat it all the way through the daily hustle. And they're just little kind of sips, small injections. So when you can we can have something like that and you're able to control it. So what really what I'm getting at is that if you want to create energy in your life, think about the actions, think about the nutrition, think about, you know, obviously the exercise that you do. And then a big thing, and Zach, you know, you probably, you know, know, know a ton about this, uh, you know, when you talk about mental performance and, and, and a vital, vital key that I wonder how much of, say, today's players are actually getting in, in, in this world, but social interaction is fucking everything. We, we are, we are, we are creatures. We are pack animals. We're meant to conversate. We're meant to have these kinds of discussions. 
Dude, the discussion that you guys had with Case last week, that charged, that charged me. And I was able to take that right into the daily hustle and then, boom, through the course of my entire day. So these are all things that we need to think about. Everything that we do, no, one more Jim Burns, because we talked about it yesterday. One more Jim Burns is uh, my dad, Zach, who passed away in 2011. And he was just like the, did he, I grew up like people would get in the car and, and, and they have, you know, whatever it is, radio on with their parents or talk radio, this or that. Like, I get in the car. My dad had Tony Robbins playing. I mean, this is when Tony Robbins was probably 20 something years old. And, and it was just, it was always just motivational sort of stuff. Uh, but my dad would always sign off his letters. He would say, with passion and purpose. And I would be like, man, what the fuck, dude? Like, come on, dad, he even signed out Jim Burns. Now, you know, he'd sign him to me, Jim Burns. But dad, just, like, just come on, dude. You're like, you don't need this bullshit. You want to say that to your work clients, whatever. And it took him passing away and it took me having to, you know, get into the ultra endurance sports, which really kind of got me into the, you know, I think the mental game of, of, of life uh, more than ever. And then I started thinking about what passion and purpose meant. And it's like, if, if we, no matter what we do in life, we have to have a purpose. And if we don't have a passion behind that purpose, we're nothing. So just uh, understand it's the passion and purpose ultimately that is what creates the energy awesome we'll kick it here to zach Sorensen in a second you know i love the energy cycle and i i I can't i don't know if i made this up or i probably got it from dr rob gilbert where i get a lot of my content from dr rob gilbert and his success hotline which is a hotline that i call every day the phone number is 973-743-4690-973 seven four three four six nine zero i've been calling pretty much daily since 2006 and it's three minutes a day <clears throat> kind of like a version of a daily hustle or a version of zach Sorensen's hard 90 which is a daily podcast monday through friday with a little longer you know three to five minutes with a little longer form on the weekend which has been tremendous all about the mental game of baseball and mental game of life but the concept is the energy cycle and the energy cycle is the more energy you give the more energy you have and the more energy that you get Right. So if you continue to give energy, which is a conscious choice, you know, then what that happens when you give it is you get it back to you and you create more inside of you. So I find that like if I'm on stage doing a seminar for eight hours, that's like the harder part is being in the audience. When you're on the stage and you're giving the energy and you're going and you're teaching and you're empowering and you're and you're educating and you're energizing. And then when you get done, like you have this euphoric feeling. That's the easy part. The hard part is being the student where you have to take it all in and you have to kind of process it all. So we're talking about the energy management game. We're talking about exiting your comfort zone. We're here joined now in the No Filter Network. He knocked. We brought him in. He's the Major League Baseball Mental Performance Coach with the Atlanta Braves, the creator of the Hard 90 podcast, the author of the book, The Hard 90, Zach Sorensen. Thanks for taking the time to join us again, man. Yeah, it's awesome to be here, you know, and, and you mentioned the podcast real quick. My, my message today was you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So pretty good company right here, you know, and I would hang out with this crew any day because I, I agree with you, Burns, that you need the interaction. I agree with you, Kaner. Uh, you know, we got to get better every single day. How do you do that? You surround yourself with people that make you better day in and day out. Love that. So, you know, a couple of thoughts running through my mind real quick, you know, um, and, and I'll ask you guys, you show up to the gym, you show up to the ballpark, you show up wherever you go. What's the very first question people ask you? Very often, it's how do you feel? OK, how do you feel? And, and, and sometimes I, I shake my head at that or I scratch my head at that, because what we're saying to people is, 
how you feel is going to dictate how you perform. And, and we got to be, be a little cautious with that because there are many days, you know, Bernsey, maybe today's one of those days as you're on the, on your treadmill today where you didn't feel like getting on that treadmill today. But, but let me ask you in your career as a player, were there, was there ever a day where you didn't feel your best, but you went out there and you just dominated and you killed it? Yeah, man, dude, I would, you know, <laughs> to, I'd say back then, Zach, I, I didn't quite know what I was doing, but um, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I used to do uh, dopamine jumps, and, and I, would, I, would, I would do them before the game, and then I would do them every time before I'd come up to bat. And I, I wouldn't understand. So I'd be in the on-deck circle, and literally, dude, it was, it, it was this. It was like, like, here are the last actions I would do. i go here, and then i jump. And then I go uh, go up to bat, and come to find out later on that those are like basically classified as dopamine jumps, which is releasing dopamine to the brain, which helps alertness, helps focus. Um, and so I think you know when I played baseball, man, like I was always I was always doing things, um, and I didn't know exactly why I was doing them, and I was very keen on the mental game. First book. One of the first books I ever read, first book I actually probably read cover to cover, uh, which I, if either of you guys have not read this, it, it's one of the all-time gems in the performance. It's The Inner Game of Tennis. Mm, um, oh, dude, it's so good. So I, my parents, because I, I had grown up, I played tennis, and tennis at, at a very young age is <laughs> very mentally demanding. Um, I mean, my dad was also, he was a fourth degree black belt in Keppel Karate. So, you know, that was also another individual sport. And I was young age going to international karate championships, you know, fighting these kids from all over the world. Um, and, and there was, there was this, they, they knew there was this emotion and rage, uh, within me. And it was all about figuring out a way, you know, to harness that and, and to have that work for me. Uh, and then one of the things, that, you know, my, my parents would always say when they would seek outside help. Now, they never sent me to a psychologist, but they actually went to a psychologist because they were concerned about me uh, in, in how intense I was. And the psychologist that they went to was a guy by the name of um, Dr. Samuels. And Dr. Samuels, ironically, uh, Austin Carter Samuels is on No Filter Network. And he is now a mental performance coach uh, for college football players. He was a quarterback at Vanderbilt. Really cool thing. But what Dr. Samuel said, he's like, look, man, he goes, you can't teach this shit. You just can't do it. He's like, this is actually a really good thing. He goes, but there is a way to harness it. There is a way to have it work for him. And so when you think about all the action, I go back and think about it, that I took through the course of my career to get on that field day in, day out, whether I felt like it or not, it was all to try to harness that energy and put it going towards the right direction. The same reason why we'll come on here with coffee with Casey and Kane and Sorensen now, but you know, that that's, you know, the daily hustle, same thing, man. Like all of these fucking things that, that I do with it in my life, uh, that I dedicate my time to, they're all meant to, to, to help me and my life be efficient, effective with, with everything else that I do when I'm able to optimize, uh, optimize my lifestyle. And that's really all any of us could ever really hope to do. 
Awesome. Awesome. Any questions people have? Again, we've got Eric Burns and Zach Sorensen here. We've got the chat function. If anybody's got questions for either Eric, Zach, or myself, or if you want to join us, go ahead and hit the knock button. And, you know, I think as we, as we, you know, look at, at moving this call forward, talking about exiting the comfort zone, what, what are some of the things you think that get in the way, you know, of, of people exiting their comfort zone? And Eric, you know, I know you went to UCLA and their basketball team just, you know, had a, had a great game with Gonzaga. And, you know, they were a team that lost their last four games of the regular season. They got into the first four, right? So they're one of the last eight, four teams into the tournament and they make it to the final four. So they had an amazing run from the first four to the final four. And their coach, I remember in a video towards the end of the year said, he goes, you know, a lot of times he's like, you know, cool doesn't win. You can't go out there and try to be cool. That's not going to win. You got to be disciplined. You got to be relentless. You got to, you got to play the game within the system, you know, and he goes, and our guys are trying to be too cool. So what gets in the way of guys exiting their comfort zone, whether that's, you know, I stay in my comfort zone because I want to be cool or I don't want to take the risk to grow in your guys' opinion is as, you know, former major league baseball players, as parents, um, as, as people who are into mental performance, what gets in the way of people exiting their comfort zone? Zach, let's start with you. What do you think? I, I think the main thing is this, this fear of failure and, and fear of what might happen. And I think a, a great analogy, a way to look at it is, let's say you got this balloon and you're going to start blowing up this balloon, okay? And you got a group of people around you. As you get closer, I mean, the balloon's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and everybody around you starts to, like, fear what might happen, okay? And then you keep blowing, you keep blowing, and, and, and what happens? It pops, all right? Give me another balloon. You start blowing it, but each time you do this, there's less fear about what might happen. There's less uh, nervousness, and, and you actually have an expectation on, on how far you can expand yourself as a player. Okay. One other quick example is, and I, I did this with the team, and it was a lot of fun, and you guys can use this. I was speaking to actually a, a college class, and as they walked in, I gave them a set of baseball cards, and and just you said, hey, they're like, what's this for? And I'm like, hey, just a little pack of baseball cards. I'm a baseball guy. Here you go. At the end of when I got done talking to them, I said, hey, by show of hands, how many of you opened up your baseball cards? And about half of them didn't, half of them didn't. So to the people who didn't open up their cards, I said, now, why didn't you? Now, some of them just didn't care. But the other group are like, actually, they're worth more if they're unopened, okay? Because in baseball card collecting, the theory is if you leave them, you know, in a box set unopened, they're worth more. But let me ask you the question, are they worth more? So if you go back to, I can't remember what year it is, but a box set of cards that you can buy for 50 bucks is worth like, you know, is worth like 600 bucks. If it has a Derek Jeter rookie card in that box, okay, it's worth like $99,000 or something crazy like that. Well, why do we not open them up? If you open it up, there's a chance they could get bruised, dinged, dented, lost. You know, all of these things could happen to that card. Um, if you keep them enclosed, they'll, they'll be in pristine shape. But let me ask you this. As a person, as a player, we oftentimes are scared of getting bruised, dinged, dented up, and lost. Okay, we really are. We're scared of it. And so what do we do? We play it safe. We stay unopened. And the picture that comes to mind, Kane, and you can explain this, is what you put in all of your books uh, of the gentleman who rips open his chest. Okay, when you open yourself up, you are going to get dinged up. You are going to get damaged and you probably are going to get lost. But if you are willing to open yourself up, you never know what you're going to find inside there. You might have the Derek Jeter rookie card that's worth ninety nine thousand bucks. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Speaking of rookie cards, I saw there was a Tom Brady one that just sold for two point five million. How about that? But yeah, the analogy we're talking about is is 
you know, you take a look inside of yourself to see what's in there. And, you know, I have that tattooed, have that tattooed on my leg here, you know, is what overhead that Ken Revisa put up in, in graduate school of a guy, he calls it the existential man, a guy looking inside for answers. And I think a lot of times the last place we want to go looking is inside. We want to go looking outside for validation. We want to go looking outside for approval. We want to go looking outside for social acceptance instead of looking inside to go, am I living in alignment with who I want to be? But then the question is, do I even know who I want to be? And I think that's the place to start, right? The place to start when you're going on this path of self-discovery and development is one, where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? And then we reverse engineer that back to, okay, where am I today? How am I living? Okay, for me to take one step, one step towards becoming the best version of me or going in that direction of where I want to go, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? And what am I doing well? Because we're all doing things well. What do I want to continue doing? And if I can create that game plan, kind of ties back to what we started the call with, if I can create a game plan with a start, stop, continue reflection that helps me to move forward towards where I want to go. But, you know, Zach, that analogy of the baseball card pack in the box, man, I had never heard that. That's really good. But you're absolutely right. Like people don't want to take the risk to, to get dinged, to get bruised, you know, to not be in mint condition. But the thing is, if you want to, it's like a muscle, right? The only way a muscle gets stronger is you have to break it down. I think that's that's what we are as a human being is we have to reflect. We have to push ourselves. We have to exit the comfort zone if we want to grow and come back stronger like a muscle. Bernsey, what do you think, man? What do you, what do you, what do you got on that concept of why people are hesitant to um, get out of the comfort zone? Well, we, we talked about it this morning on the first We Sweat class. And, and basically, we need to ask ourselves, who the fuck are we doing this for? Who are, you, who are we doing this for? And and I don't care. And I'll leave, you know, a lot of my analogies these days go back to No Filter Network and this platform that we just launched. And, you know, we're in this preview period and we're slowly building this thing up. Um, but as I like to tell all of our hosts, Ken, and this is one of the first things is you were the, the very first host to create content on No Filter Network. And I told you from the get-go, I said, I don't give a fuck. If there's two people on here, or there's 200 people on here, or there's 2,000 people on here, the only thing that matters to me is the content. And bring it every single day. Like, who, you know, when we get on the first We Sweat class in the morning, look, this is a core five to 15 people that hop on, and that's it. But guess what? Who are we doing this for? Be your own witness. And, you know, Zach, you, you, like, I love the analogy with the baseball card because... <laughs> I have so, so many people come to me and they're like, Hey man, dude, I want to get into, uh, I want to get triathlon. I want to get into ultra endurance sports. I want to get into ultra running. And, you know, he even came when, when, when he first came to me and it's like, yo, bro, if this is something that you really want to do, I, 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 first and foremost, I need you to understand that there's going to be a beatdown process. And, mm -hmm. and much like Kane referenced, it's like the only way we will ever get stronger is by breaking ourselves down. And the only way we'll ever continue to break ourselves down is by stepping outside of our comfort zone. But the problem is, is that nobody wants to go through the pain and the suffering. Nobody wants to deal with that. And when you're able to understand that I may fail and, and, and my team may fail, uh, and, and, and you accept that, I think you know, the UCLA analogy was, was fucking awesome, Kane, because the only reason, and I told several people this when they played that game against Michigan State, 
I said, if they win this game against Michigan State, they'll end up in the Final Four. People thought I was fucking crazy. But here they are, losing their last four games going into that tournament, backs against the wall. Then they're down to Michigan State. So they very easily could have lost that game and should have lost that game. They come back in the last five minutes to beat Michigan State. And then after that, it was like, dude, fear the man that has nothing to fucking lose. Fear that man because he is goddamn fucking reckless. And when we could get some of that into our lives, we could get some of that. I'm not afraid to fail. Then we become very, very dangerous. And our capabilities, our limits, it's we, we all of a sudden enter a whole new realm because we eliminate fear. It took me, Zach. I don't know how you were, man. But it took me a while to get past that fear of getting sent back down to the big leagues, fear of my career one day being over. And once I had, once I saw the depths of the canyons and I went up and down nine times and I got traded twice and I, I, you know, I'm in Colorado for two weeks. I'm in Baltimore. I'm released and I had nothing to fucking lose. And I ran into Carl Keel. He's like, meet me. I didn't run into him. He called me. He's like, meet me at the Carrolls on Scottsdale Road. And I met him. He goes, Kane knows his story, but on this side of the paper, write down everything you can control. On this other side of the paper, write down everything you can't control. So, you know, here are the, the few things that I can control, right? The attitude and effortless at the top of the list. And basically everything else was on the other side. He goes, now let's just focus on this. And that's it. Time with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Had, had the best year of my career. After The funny thing was, though, is that I actually, in the first month of the season, you want to talk about attitude and effort. Dude, I was coming off a bad second half of 05, second half of the season, uh, you know, went into spring training, had a good spring training, but Jeff Devannon had just outplayed me. And he was a starting center fielder. And I just stuck with it. I just stuck with it. Started tinkering with some things, trying a few different things. Had one home run at the end of April. And I uh, was playing about every third day. Finished with 26. And playing every single day. And then that bought me another year which then went out and had a, a, a much better year where I, I hit 20 and stole 50 and, uh, you know, brought new life there. But that doesn't happen until I saw the depths and I was okay with it. And I understood that, you know what? Look, there's two ways to look at this too. It's all about the plan B, right? <clears throat> Either we have no plan B, which I'm good with that, and, and I don't think we need a plan B. Um, but we also have to have the confidence in ourselves to know no matter what happens in life, I will fucking get through this and I will figure out the plan B when we cross that bridge, but I'm not going to have one. And, and, and you know what? If I fail, I fail. So be it. I'm, I'm good with it. And that's also the mentality that you have to have. You know, when it was doing my first Ironman, when it was running my first 100 mile race, when it was you know, doing a triathlon across the country. Holy shit balls, man. You talk about like, you know, a, a, a journey that lasts for 56 days. You realize how many options for failure. And, but I had to be okay with it. I had to be okay when I'm on the fucking side of a road in Geary, Indiana, and I'm limping like this. And I thought I blew my Achilles out. I'm like, dude, it's fucking over. But you know what? When you're willing to crawl, when you're willing to just figure out a way to put one foot in front of the other, when you're willing to say, Hey, look, if that's it, that's it. That's fine. Then it doesn't matter. None of, none of that fucking matters, man. 
And, and the same thing, the public declaration of, of trying to chase a world record that was stood for 47 years. Did you realize the only way you can have that? Like there's some people declare shit and say shit and, and they say it with the utmost confidence, like, and they try to trick themselves. And I, I'd be very wary of this. You know, Zach, this is probably something, you know, and I, I don't know where the balance is. I mean, I'd really be curious to hear, you know, more. But there's this element of saying that you're going to do something, believing that you're going to do something. And there's also the point where you get, where it's like, you don't even fucking believe yourself. And so when you, when you, when they're like, wait, again, when you know that that fear, that fear of failure is not there and that you, that you could accept it. None of that shit happens in, in, in significant stuff that I've done with my life unless I've 100% accepted and, and, and been okay with the fact that this may not work out. Yeah, you know, I, I love that. I love that. I love that you went there. And, and I think to me, I, I always teach and I always try to talk about perspective. And you guys can jump all over this. But sometimes we feel like if you make it through something that's hard, then from here on out, you know, we're good to go and it's going to be easy. But I think what you realize is that on, on the backside of every single mountain that you climb is just another mountain. Okay. However, however, you are stronger because you climbed the first mountain. All right. And, and you gain and gather that information. You know, throughout this call today, the thing that just keeps popping in my mind, I talk about prepare, compete and progress. Prepare is what you do before your event. Compete is what you do during. But a big part of this is the progress phase of what you do. And, and, and Kaner, this is where you talk about the uh, the well, better how time and time again. One of my players last year with the Braves, he turned his career. I said, what was the biggest thing that we did with you that really helped you? He says, the well, better how day in and day day out. He goes, after every start, we did this extensive well, better how where he broke down. And you guys earlier were talking about your routine. And sometimes you get stuck in your routine and you don't progress. Well, how do you progress while you're in routine? You your well better how and you break it down and what didn't work, what didn't work. But, uh, you know, I, I love what you're talking about. And, and perspective to me is such a big deal. Uh, one of my favorite videos that I share is Kobe Bryant. And the question that's asked to him is what does losing feel like to you? OK, so we could put whatever word you want in there. What does failure feel like? What does pain feel like? All of these different things. And, and his response, which was completely different than my response initially, was, uh, failure is exciting because that's where the answers are. So, you know, when you're out there and, you, and you're doing your run and you're climbing your hills and, and you're feeling pain, okay, that doesn't mean it's time to stop. That just means you're getting feedback from your body and you got to acknowledge that. And I love that. It, it's feedback and feedback only makes you better. Love that. Love that. As they say, feedback is the breakfast of champions. So how do we continue to get feedback? And, and, you know, Ken Revisit would always say, and I remember, you know, as a grad student of his in 2002 and three, he would say failure is positive feedback. You got to learn to use it right. You know, so I think this has been a great call. Bernsey, I, I know you got a, a daily hustle to get to here. So I appreciate you taking time and, and joining us. And Zach, I know you got a million things going there living in Utah and flying down to Atlanta to get after it with the Braves and, the, and their whole organization. So appreciate you guys joining us here. Case, wherever you are in the world. We missed you today, and I know you're going to be listening to this episode. So I wanted you to know that we missed you today. But uh, Bernsey and Sorensen, they picked up the slack, and uh, we may have to change this to be coffee with Bernsey and Sorensen. Okay, so you're on next week. Let's see what happens. Let's see if you can answer the bell and you can bring the heat like these guys did today. I got about three pages of notes. Thanks for everybody here who's joined us live again on the No Filter Network. We will be continuing next week with coffee with Kane and Casey. But until then. 
Let's not count the days. Let's make the days count. Let's exit your comfort zone and let's win that energy game. Dominate the day. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Hey, thanks for checking out this podcast. This is Brian Kane, and I would love for you to leave us a review if you've enjoyed the show. I'd also love to engage with you directly on social media. So please reach out on Instagram or Twitter at Brian Kane Peak. And then make sure you head over to briancane.com and check out some of our articles on our blog, some of our videos. And if you're a coach looking to master mental performance and up your game so you can help your clients get the results they've been looking for, check out my Mental Performance Mastery Coaches Certification, where we teach you about the mindset, routines, and habits that your clients need to get the results they've been looking for. If you're an athlete or a performer listening to this podcast, Head over to briancane.com and click on Athletes. Check out my 30 Days to Mental Performance Mastery for Athletes program where I walk you through and coach you virtually to help you master the mental game and give yourself the best chance for success. Thanks for being with us here on the podcast. Let's dominate the day.